You woke? Time to get up. Good evening, and welcome to Thought You Were Woke No Speed Limit Podcast. I am your host, Alvin. I hope you are having a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, whatever you had, whether it be lobster, whether it be or vegan, whether you had steak, chicken, or a turkey, the traditional dinner, uh, I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I thought I'd take this opportunity to talk about some one, some things that happened this week. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the Travis, Greg, Michael, along with William Bryant, were found guilty of the felony murder of Ahmaud Aubrey. The conviction comes after a week in which Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty in the shooting deaths of Joseph Rosenbaum, Anthony Huber, and the shooting of Gage Grosskruzen. Both cases bring up a very valuable question. What is, the, is really the rights of citizens with guns and what taking the law into your own hands really means? Here's the interesting thing about both cases. Kyle Rittenhouse felt that he was there to do a civic duty, uh, taking care of injuries and guarding property. That's what he thought he was doing in Wisconsin. He thought that's what he was supposed to do. That's why he had the gun and that's why he had the uh, badge. So he, it's a feeling of authority. And again, this is the same thing with Travis, Greg McMichael, and William Bryant. They also felt that they were doing something that they had the duty to do. They were protecting their neighborhood against quote-unquote criminals. But here's the consequence of taking the law into your own hand. Kyle Rittenhouse ends up in a situation where, of course, there's a lot going on on the streets. There's people protesting. Um, and there's an angry, people are becoming angry, frustrated. Police are, you know, tear gassing people, pushing them down streets, doing all kinds of stuff. So they run into this angry, they run into this crowd of armed men, basically standing there against them. Some of them shouting at them. Here's Kyle Rittenhouse with his gun, supposedly there to protect this property and to help those with Black Lives Matter who had injuries. Uh, in the end, what happens is he runs into a couple of angry foes. First, Joseph Rosenbaum, who chases him down the street, throws a bag at him. He turns around and shoots him. Then Anthony Huber. Uh, who, of course, thought he was a mass shooter. Then, you know, attacked him and he shot him. Then Greg Kruitz comes with a gun after all of this has happened and he gets shot. So here we are. We have angry citizens with guns. Uh, Travis and Greg McMichael, their case is a mess. You know, they claim that this particular person had committed crimes in the neighborhood. But the question is, as they were questioned by the prosecutor, did you actually see him commit any of these crimes that you say he committed? Of course, the answer was no. See, citizens with guns this is a difficult conversation. I believe in your Second Amendment right to defend yourself at your home. Maybe even in the streets. But what I do see here is the two, pe two groups of people. 
Kyle Rittenhouse, McMichaels, and even the even Bryant, who have decided to take offensive action with the weapons given to them. You are not neither a security guard nor a police officer. In the case of Kyle Rittenhouse, you are an individual who has decided to take up a gun that. By law, you shouldn't even have in your hand at your age. You've gotten a person to illegally obtain that weapon for you that was over the age of 18 with your money. Now, in the other case of Greg McMichael and Travis McMichael, they were both armed. They were responding to what I call an emotional response and some stereotypes. So you've seen this person in the mode. He's suspicious. He's a suspicious character. These are some of the descriptions that came up in phone calls. He looks suspicious. The house that he supposedly, that uh, Ahmaud Arbery supposedly entered, apparently had been entered by other people as well. And there's an assumption that something was stolen, though nothing was ever said to have actually been stolen. It was even asked in a 911 call, has the gentleman stolen anything? I haven't seen anything he stole. I can't tell that he's taken anything. All of these come up in the course of the conversation, yet somehow these citizens take it into their hand as if they're taking an action to stand up to do something that's their civic duty and their right to do. Here's what we've got to get into. What is really your right? It's apparent that Travis, Greg, Michael, and William Bryan did not act appropriately. They did not have the right to do what they did. They assumed something and automatically wanted to become the authority in the situation. Ahmaud Arbery became the objective of their authority. Kyle Rittenhouse wanted to take authority as well by guarding these, this parking lot of cars, uh, this uh, car lot and taking authority of the situation. I can do so because I have a weapon that says that I have a right to do so as a citizen of the United States and by my right of the Second Amendment, which is not your right, by the way. You're not called to suddenly become the police and the executioner on the street. There is this thing called uh, the judicial system in this country where a person who is accused of a crime has a right to a fair trial. But citizens are taking actions that are irresponsible in some ways. I'm trying to see how best to describe this. Yes, the race was involved in the Travis McMichael and Greg McMichael case. Kyle Rittenhouse is a little more difficult, though white supremacy has an issue here. See, white supremacy is more than just about black on white or black or white superior to everything else. It's about a sense of authority, a need to feel powerful when you're powerless. So Travis and Greg McMichael by taking that authority in their hand and going after Ahmaud Arbery felt like they were in authority. They were in control of a situation, of a circumstance. Maybe their life was out of control. I don't know. I know Travis McMichael was having some problems saying stuff was stolen out of his car. 
he just was tired of what he was seeing that looked like criminals all around. He said there was his mom had told him about all these people breaking in houses and stuff. So it seems like their situation was out of control. Kyle Rittenhouse, who claims that he loves Black Lives Matter and was for the movement, decided to take up arms and go guard a parking lot because I guess he felt that was the way to help Black Lives Matter take authority over a parking lot and guide the way that the uh, uh, protesters went. Not quite sure how that actually works out. But I do know another sad part of this is that a man who killed people is now going on a what I call a 48 city tour taking photo ops with former President Donald Trump and doing press conferences with uh, uh, Carson or whatever his name is Tucker Carlson yeah that's his name that guy doing press conferences and sort of standing here like well I, I, I feel accomplished I feel I feel vindicted so on and so forth it's a pride march and there's nothing to be proud of two men died another man was permanently uh, wounded he, he has permanent damage from the wounds caused by the incident with Kyle Rittenhouse. In the case of Travis McMichael and Greg McMichael, Ahmaud Aubrey's dead. They said they were defending themselves. All these men said they were defending themselves. And the situations tend to have a problem here. I understand, like I said before in other podcasts, there's this uh, stand your ground law that exists. So we have 30 states with the stand your ground law, which means that you can defend yourself and that by you having the right to defend yourself, if you feel threatened, you can take actions against that force. But somehow for some people, this means they can take offensive actions. In the case of Travis and Greg McMichael, case of Kyle Rittenhouse. Offensive actions that seem defensive. And that is where I have a difficult time with this whole process. The gray area in Kyle Rittenhouse is this is three men and all of them took offensive actions against Kyle Rittenhouse. Amon Arbor was being chased down and cornered by Travis and Greg McMichael and William Bryant and therefore had no opportunity to escape. So he took the only thing he thought was best for him. He attacked Travis McMichael because Travis McMichael decided to get out of the car with a gun and come at him. So why not defend yourself against what you thought would probably be the end of your life anyway? Kyle Rittenhouse presented himself to three men with a gun in a hostile situation. He looked like the enemy. What are we doing in America? I, I really want to know what are we doing here? More and more people are taking up arms, calling themselves the authority. They have all these quote-unquote oppositions to things that they say are un-American. And even there are some who are now calling for a change of government, a change of our Constitution to allow them to do certain things that they don't have the right to do. You're upset because some people are expressing their First Amendment rights while you're expressing your Second Amendment rights. 
I know another group of you are upset because you think people are trying to take away your Second Amendment rights, but what they're trying to do is protect themselves against people like Travis and Greg McMichael and even Kyle Rittenhouse with guns who abuse their Second Amendment right. I'm not even talking about the mass shooters or the idiots in urban neighborhoods running around with guns, killing each other. I'm talking about citizens who wholeheartedly believe in their Second Amendment rights. And some of them are batting down the hatches and waiting for that day when the authorities are going to come to their house and take their guns away. Others have formed militias. They're standing at the border as if they're border patrol when they're, they've been asked nicely to leave. Personally, I would arrest them and put them in jail. We're expressing, we're expressing our rights as citizens of this country. We're protecting our borders from, uh, so you've become the authority with a gun in your hand. You have taken the law into your hand. The second amendment right gives you the right to carry that gun, but it doesn't give you the right to suddenly become the constitutional authority of the United States. And this is the issue I'm starting to have with all of this going on. The militia groups, uh, the people who decided to storm the Capitol, they're all part of that same dynamic. That's where white supremacy is going off the rails. That's white supremacy right there. I have the authority to do this. But here's the thing, that same Second Amendment right doesn't apply to black men who march. It never never has. I remember when the NRA came up against the uh, Black Panthers. They have Reagan write a law that basically kept the Black Panthers off the streets. Taking that Second Amendment right from them. That same law should apply to all these militias that are popping up since militias are considered illegal in the first place. But see, in the South, you know, the authorities that be seem to not pay attention to them. As the police did in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, with these armed men said, we're glad you're here. We need you to be here. Instead of realizing how that's a danger to authority. See, as long as somebody is there that's saying it's okay for you to do what you're doing, you're okay with it. Even with Travis, Greg, McMichael, and the Brian, if it wasn't for that video, they would have gotten away with murder. Because the police were explicitly helping them. There is a prosecutor right now that's up on charges for trying to derail this case at all costs. Then she just recused herself because she realized she was trying to get herself in a whole lot of trouble. Too late. There were policemen who were lying, who, who said, oh, this is an open shut case. No big deal. He was, uh, he was, uh, Ahmaud Arbery was a robber, was a robber. There was no robbery committed. There were interviews taken. There were videos taken by the police at the scene, but they were going to let this case slide. They were not going to arrest these two men, Travis and Greg and Michael, nor were they going to arrest William Bryant. They were going to let it go. It took over a month, actually several months before they were arrested for this crime. Now here's where the wheels of justice really, really reek. Of course they get to go to trial first. Meanwhile, there are black men of color sitting in prison waiting trial 
hadn't even been to trial, been there. Some been some folks been in prison for up to three years waiting on a trial. They get a trial almost a year to the date from when the crime commit was committed. Same with Cal Rittenhouse. That's white supremacy. They got their speedy trial. Now they're going to get justice. I don't know what the sentence might be. It's supposed to be life in prison. It may be lighter than that because Greg McMichael is used to be a, a court officer. They may consider those things. Maybe the judge will. We'll see. Then again, they may throw the book at them because this is a slap in the face of the gun right community. This is a slap in the face of everything that they say they believe in. Kyle Rittenhouse should have been, but it wasn't. Because there was all this gray area because those men attacked him. Though he shouldn't have been there. He was there illegally. And in fact, Kyle Rittenhouse's friend that bought him the gun is about to face federal charges for uh, <laughs> obtaining a gun for a minor, right? So that's a federal crime. May not be a local crime, but it's a federal crime. It's difficult with this one. I, I, I struggle with how to deal with the different elements of this. But that is the big thing. White men taking authority with guns being backed by the government authority. I've even heard after the Kyle Rittenhouse, people call themselves liberal, all of a sudden back down on their liberalism because they sort of, you know, felt like they should back, back Kyle Rittenhouse. Maybe that was right. Maybe it's wrong not to, to, to say that what he did here was wrong. Maybe they did charge him with the wrong charges, but he should have been charged with something, right? But this whole incident, if not him, the person who set it up, I always bring up this Matheson guy. He called for the Kenosha, Wisconsin militia to form to come protect these buildings that he was not asked to by any of the owners to protect. He claims he has, he was, he was given authority by some of these owners that wanted to form this militia. But if you're not vetting any of the people, you don't know who you have in the crowd. You could literally have a murderer with you who would just mass shoot all those people. Not, nobody that was with you was vetted. This was, it was done off the cuff. It was based on, you sent out a, a call on Facebook and on, uh, <laughs> you call out on Facebook, you know. So you know what the results were. Here, here you are, you got all these people, and some of them were Boogaloo boys. You know, some of them were other uh, one of these other groups that are out there. Uh, but they came to Kenosha, Wisconsin, to to do what you asked them to do. Then they started egging on the crowd. Some of them. Again, all of this. Is because these are white men taking authority, ready to start a civil war. For what? Because somebody doesn't believe what you believe. You're literally ready to kill other people and die for your cause because they're 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 communists. They're all commies. They're all following George Soros, which is another lie. But let. Tucker Carlson tell it that's what's really going on in the world. 
you shouldn't have the right to have your thoughts and your freedoms to have, believe that government should work another way. It should only work the way you want it to work. That's why you got that gun. The gun gives you authority over all of these people to make them do what you want them to do. You say, oh, that's not true. Yes, it's true. It's to provoke a response, especially when NRA used to decide that they were going to march through black neighborhoods with their guns on their shoulders. That that was happening before this whole thing with Kyle Rittenhouse and, the, and that group. There have been other incidences of so-called vigilante justice like Travis and Greg McMichael across the country where people have died erroneously because of some ignorant fool with a gun who thought he was in authority doing what was right. It's not a trained professional. By no means are they trained professionals. They're not police officers. They're definitely not uh, prosecutors. They're not judges. They're not even jury. Well, they might be jury members at some point. God help us if they are. But this is just honesty off the top talk about gun violence in the United States and people with guns. You know, I bring this up every once in a while. Jesus said, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. It should be the same with a gun. But then you'll make a statement like, they'll take my gun from my cold dead hands. So if God says you he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. That may also means he who lives by the gun dies by the gun. So you're not living by the word of God. You're not trusting in the word of God for strength, for protection, for defense. I, I wonder about your relationship with God. It's like, you can't have God in guns, but you think you can have God in guns. Their correlation. You're you're protecting Christianity with your gun. When Christianity, when God is the only thing holding you alive, keeping you alive. When you step out of those bounds, that is death. That's my Christian belief. I'm sure that's your Christian belief too, but it bothers me that you choose to misconstrue your faith so you can carry a gun or wrap yourself in flags. Those things do not save you. I was a good American. Were you a good Christian? Did you follow the word of God as he followed the word of God? Was the kingdom of heaven your authority or was the American flag your authority? Was your gun your protection or was the word of God, your protection. And I guess this is where I'm going to end this on this. See, if God is the Lord and Savior over your life, you don't need a gun to be your Lord and Savior. You value property and things over your life and your soul. And that's a problem in this country because it applies to more than just the second amendment rights group. It applies to these idiots on the streets in the cities, urban cities, black folks, white folks, shooting each other for dollars and cents, for drugs, for shoes, 
cars, women, it applies to them too. The most valuable thing is life. The least valuable thing is the dollar bill. And that's the truth. But you have chosen that everything else is more valuable than the things that God has said is valuable to you. And I'll leave you with that.